Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob Werewolves of London. <laughs> I'm Jen, and I don't have a cool last name like that, so, yeah. I, I'm David, I guess? Yes. Oh! I, yeah, I didn't think of a beast name. Little old lady got mutilated late last night. Werewolves of Rob London again. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is Feed the Beast. Uh, today's episode of Rescue Bots, that is. Uh, first aired April 19th, 2014. And written by noted animation writer Greg Wiseman. We are back in Wiseman territory. Hey, Wiseman. I don't, I don't understand. Nobody makes out in this episode. Well, this is Rescue Bots. <laughs> I guess yeah. even he... It's like how uh, Brandon Easton did an episode that wasn't, like, excessively grimdark. Because yes. there's still mm. guidelines that one has to work with. So I guess that's fair. I don't know. Taylor could have shown up. <laughs> could have been something. Yeah, well, well to be... Uh, like and to- also, uh, two major characters do spend large portions of the episode entirely nude. That's true. I- yeah. That's that's fair. That's a Greg Weisman episode. Uh, so yeah, uh, Greg Weisman, previous, uh, previously seen way back, uh, he did an episode of Transformers Prime, uh, the one where everybody's getting shipped. <laughs> uh, but you probably know him from a zillion other cartoon shows, uh, most notably Gargoyles, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, um, Young Justice, I think was his yes. big, that was him? Yes. Mm. Uh, he's always a guy who's got a ton of ideas for a show that often don't make it in because it gets canceled. Yeah. yeah. Watch uh, uh, watch Gargoyles on Disney Plus, everybody. Maybe they'll bring it back. I, yes. I'm going well, to definitely need to hit that. I'm on season three of DuckTales right now, interspersed with episodes of MODOK. <laughs> oh, MODOK started. I need to watch that. We're, we're only getting an episode a week in Canada, so I am way behind. I need to else. set you up with a VPN. You need to oh. see it so you can tell me who all these people are. <laughs> so you can appreciate, because of all people, of all the people I know, you are the one who most needs to see this show. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I need to see it, too, because the one spoiler I heard is a character I've really wanted to see. <laughs> Well, the one, one, just one goofy guy. The one thing that I've mentioned arms. is someone who I had expected to see in a different show entirely. Yes, that one. We will <laughs> we will leave it at that. Anyway, so yeah, Gargoyle's a good show. I've been meaning to revisit it and see if it was as if it still holds up, but it sounds like it does. Yeah, so, and then uh, so I we... will go to Cold Stone Creamery. <laughs> So we open with uh, with Cody, who's doing a little stargazing for his astronomy homework, uh, taking pictures of constellations. Uh, Blades is pretty sure that he can see the Mertonian Star Cluster, which is a fairly deep cut Transformers reference. Oh. So uh, Optimus Prime, according to his toy bio, was rebuilt into Laser Rod Optimus Prime after a showdown in Sector Seventeen of the Mertonian constellation. Oh, I see oh. that now that I click on the link that it 
it provides on the TF wiki entry for the episode. <laughs> wow, and weirdly, that itself uh, is a, a, a late period G.I. Joe reference. Mm-hmm. Because uh, mm-hmm. late in G.I. Joe, they did all sorts of like weird alien stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I remember those, that. Uh, and they had the big. I had the Destro that had the spacesuit. Yes, and one of these aliens was Carcass, who was like a weird alien monster, and he was from the planet Mertonia. Oh. Hmm. So somebody like right in Hasbro bios in the mid nineties, uh, really liked that name. Yeah. Nice. And, and so it's popped up a couple of times in other Transformers fiction. I, I talk excitedly about toys that I had when I was a wee child of, like, 14 or 15. <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, Boulder wants to... He's pretty sure that they can't actually see the Mertonian star cluster from Earth. And he, he thinks that, you know, they can see one of those human constellations, like the Big Dumper. <laughs> which is probably about as close to a poop joke as we're getting on this show. Oh yeah, that, that, that's one thing we're we're very lucky about. There's not really poop jokes in this show. I wonder if Greg Weissman actually knew that one, that reference, or if he just looked up constellations on the TF Wiki. That would make sense. Mm. As, yeah, I'm pretty sure the TF Wiki was around by 2014. Oh, yeah. Yes, it definitely was. Yes. No offense to anyone running it, it still kind of looks like it's in 2014. Well, well, yes. well you can only Especially if you try to load so it on mobile. Much. Oh, yeah, on mobile it's kind of... Well, I mean, yeah. still kind of got the, the uh, Transformers animated theme. But it's yes. a good theme. But still. hey, you know what? It's, it's clean, it's concise, it works. Yeah. Yes, it's functional. Sometimes, I think most of the internet has taught us at this point that it's better to just leave things working than try to fix them to death. Yeah, I could... Oh, what? So... I mean, yeah, what kind of wiki is this? It doesn't have, like, a bunch of auto-playing videos and uh, enormous banner ads. Yeah, that's another thing. Keep it simple. It works. Put your work and into also the get, research. Not the And also get away from wikia or fandom or whatever. Holy crap. Yes. Yeah. Don't even go anywhere near any of that. So, hey, but uh, pretty soon his attention is diverted from the constellations, and he quickly gets a picture of what appears to be the Patterson-Gimlin film. <laughs> kind of, sort of, yes. yeah. We, we, we get a little Legend of Boggy Creek, shadowy, muck monster, skunk, ape. Uh, yeah, apparently it is uh, the Main Ridge monster. Uh, actual cryptid. Really? I was going to say, I didn't bother is to that look an actual up, cryptid? Uh, I have found some, I found some references to it. Okay. I'm the predate this episode. It, and and I'm going to bring up things of this genre later, but I'm kind of surprised I didn't encounter maybe I did encounter that in the uh the Far Harbor expansion of uh Fallout 4. I mean, the Rainbow Monster is it's just Oh wait, that's in this episode, not not. <laughs> Dang it, Wiki. You're confusing me with your reality. I mean, it's just I mean, it's just Bigfoot, but it lives in Maine. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, I've been, uh, been, been seeing that uh, Bigfoot out there, have you? 
primarily eats lobster. Better be uh, <laughs> keeping it away from that old pet cemetery. <laughs> Where do you think it came from? I'm trying to think. You know, shockingly, I don't know that there is a Stephen King Bigfoot book. I no, I don't think there th- is directly. No, but it probably comes up in one of those things. It turns out to be oh, it was aliens all along, like Tommyknockers or something. Okay, well, I guess in uh, Pet Cemetery, I think it's the Wendigo. Yeah, well, it, it's mm-hmm. just the Canadian version, which I guess that is a bleed over in the main. <laughs> so, uh, so Heatwave goes to uh, goes to hunt it down. You know, because, you know, they've got to warn the island because it's a monster. Monsters are bad. Uh, but instead, Heatwave discovers a skunk and gets skunked. Hmm. Oops. Poor guy. And, uh, and can he smell? Ch- I guess Well, they, they probably... do olfactory things. It's come up before, I think. Yeah. Well, and, um, oh, yeah, they've definitely mentioned scent on this. And, and of course, in the movie, uh, you know, uh, Ratchet is sniffing with his nose. Well, he's smelling for pheromones in that, and that's a little I weird. don't. I don't want to count the movie yeah, no, we for don't anything count the movie. Let, Let's just focus Ever. on the adorable little gas skunk cameo. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think you mean Stink Bomb. Oh. Or, uh, or it's one of the, uh, it's Malodor and uh, the Skunkticons from uh, Robots <laughs> oh, yeah. in Disguise. I almost forgot about those guys. More skunks than you'd think, really. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Chase consults his Lad Pioneer's Handbook, which uh, recommends tomato juice, which does not work. What? I thought it did, or at least covered the scent long enough for it to fade away. What you want is uh, a mixture of uh, dishwash of dishwashing soap, baking soda, and uh, hydrogen peroxide. Oh. I'm pretty sure when my parents' hound dog got skunked at some point, that was not when I was staying with them. I think they just purchased some commercial skunk odor pet shampoo, which is a thing that you can buy because it it's a thing a that happens a lot. Mm. I do the the him having the lad pioneers handbook did uh I as I previously mentioned I've been uh working through DuckTales season 3 now that that's on Disney Plus and very Huey there. I appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, he heads back home and uh you know, Cody's very excited that he's found you know, proof of this monster, but everybody sees this uh, photograph and you all, oh yeah, I'm just going to type that one up on my invisible typewriter there, uh, Cody. <laughs> well, and also, I think it's Cade who thinks that it might just be Mr. Talbot, the lifeguard. Yeah, that starts coming up as a recurring thing. Yay, we get to talk about uh, old Wolfman movies. <laughs> yes. Talks uh, about him having a, a hairy, just a very hairy, hairy man. Yeah. Yes, uh, uh, reference to Larry Talbot, uh, played by Lon Chaney Jr. in The Wolfman. Ha But uh, I, I think it's... I think it... I, I appreciate that as this episode continues, like... Huxley Prescott starts out being like, no, I don't want your dumb kid monster sighting. I have this very important thing I don't want to be covering to be covering. Yes. Uh, and then once it, like, picks up, he's like, this is the most important. We have 24-7 coverage. Welcome back it's to like- Monster Watch 24-7. <laughs> that That's absolutely just gotta be, like, the public access channel. <laughs> 
<laughs> public access show. Or he's like a trust but, fund kid and he owns the station. Yes. It, it, it's on the same level as the uh, the public access uh, Star Trek show that used to air in uh, the early 90s in Toronto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. uh, what? It it was like a call-in show. The guy was the guy like had like a the uniform. The show was called Ten Forward. Okay, this sounds amazing. And, and he just called in and talked about Star Trek. Exactly oh. my jam in the nineties. I would have loved that if they had had it in the DC metro area. I think you can definitely. It's definitely on YouTube. I'm sure. Oh man. Oh. I'm going to have to look that up next time I'm bored in the middle of the night at work. <laughs> uh, but uh, for whatever reason, Next Generation was huge in Toronto. They uh, they had a public screening of the final episode at the Sky Dome, the, uh, the baseball stadium. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so... Uh, oh, and I also forgot to mention that uh, Feed the Beast is an extremely cool uh, episode title. Yeah. It is. It's kind of surprisingly cool for rescue bots. Yes. Although, unfortunately, it is also the name of that uh, David Schwimmer show that used to be on AMC. Oh, no. Okay. It, it was It was one of AMC's desperate attempts to find their next Mad Men or Breaking Bad. Oh. It was David Schwimmer and that guy from uh, that Across the Universe movie, and they were like, it was like a gritty drama about them opening a restaurant. Weird. <laughs> Never heard of it. And uh, the final episode closed with them like being locked in the restaurant as it's burning down, uh-huh. and then the show was canceled. So I assume they just all died. <laughs> yes, that's it. They died. You know what we did have in the DC area was the uh, like morning top forty station people who were slightly less obnoxious than your modern top forty show morning people. They were like the the. Uh, prototype of that mm-hmm. uh, but they were big trekkies uh, and they would show up for like events on the the channel 20 which was like the syndicated station that was showing Star Trek uh, and they'd have them doing spots and like Klingon makeup and but they were like big trekkies also they really liked announcing snow closures in Fauquier County <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, this was something that I listened to in the mornings when I was like 13. So, you know, not not a high level of sophistication, but that's kind of what they go for. But they were like big Trek people and they do a lot of public event stuff uh, along with the, the local station that showed it. But I don't remember there being like any huge showings of, you know, important episodes at major venues. So, so nobody really believes him. Although the chief is clearly the nicest about it. Yes, he's like, listen, this. You know, I don't necessarily believe in it, but you know, this picture—it's enough to convince you, Cody. So you know, I believe that you believe it. Yes, (laughs) he's 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 a a very good dad about it. Yes. So, and the next day, we are out at the charity sandwich sale. Yes. Yeah. Which it is where super science meets super sandwiches. It, yeah, it's where you can pick up a you can go through the drive-through on your helicopter backpack at a zeppelin. 
<laughs> it's, like, it's like a food truck, but it's a Zeppelin. Who else, other than the guy in the helipack, is buying food from this blimp? That is a good question. <laughs> this is a very good question. Yes. Because they do, like, end up... We see the guy in, in the blimp, and he's got, like, a old, like, soda shop kind of uniform with the little paper hat and everything. And Yeah, he's serving food out of his blimp to the one guy who can fly up there. It's like that John Favreau movie Chef, but in a blimp. <laughs> yes. Just driving driving across country in a, in my in my blimp with uh with my son and John Leguizamo and also betting improbably attractive women. <laughs> yeah. I love John Favreau, but nothing says I wrote and directed this movie than John Favreau uh, romantically connected to both, uh, <laughs> I think it's Sophia Vergara and Scarlett Johansson. Really? 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 Uh. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty sad. <laughs> uh, although, I mean, again, in the Marvel movies, he is romancing Marissa Tomei, so who knows? Wait, wait, wait. Well, yeah, that, that's aiming Chicks high, dig- but it's, it's closer age anyway. Chicks dig the fabs, I guess. <laughs> no, they don't really. Anyway, uh, the mayor is here shilling some truly horrific-looking uh, canned meat, uh, magic meat. Yeah, weird mystery meat, which l- looks like congealed pink slime. Oh, it looks hideous, and apparently smells terrible, mm. but he's eating it. Yes, yes he is... Very enthusiastically uh, eating from his own stash. So uh, Cody's all, well, listen, who's going to believe me about this crazy bullshit? Hey, Huxley Prescott. Oh, no. After what we've gone through a few episodes ago, don't feed the Prescott. It just ends badly. (laughs) (laughs) Look, he wants somebody to believe him. And he's like, who's the most gullible person here? But, well, uh, and even Huxley Press goes, all out of my way, boy, you bother me. <laughs> yes. Because yes. he is there to cover Doc Green's hamburger railgun. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, I forget Why? what he calls it. Why magnetic delivery something or other. It, it but it's is a the magnetic, magnetic Instagrill. But it's a railgun. Yes. Now I'm just imagining the, have you seen that movie Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, oh, no, but I should. Probably, but probably. it's been a long I mean, time. It, well, at the end of the movie, he is dual-wielding railguns. <laughs> and now I'm imagining the end of that movie, except they're firing hamburgers. Yeah. Right. That was okay. <laughs> uh, that is also the movie where he... There's a there's an action scene at a zoo. They end up breaking the alligator tank, and he has to kill an alligator, and uses the one-liner, You want luggage? Oh, poor alligator. Hey, this sounds... No wonder I haven't seen this one. It sounds terrible. I mean, it's amazing. Oh, okay. okay. So it's peak cheesy Arnie. Don't worry, no alligators were harmed because they're CG alligators. And the movie's from 1996, so they're terrible. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's like he's fighting a character from Beast Wars. (laughs) Oh, man. That sounds amazing. It is. It does sound amazing. Again, he's dual-wielding railguns, which they say in the movie are firing projectiles close to the speed of light. With the, the, not how... Oh, whatever. No! And they also have x-ray sights so that he can, like, see people's skeletons as he's shooting at them. What? 
No. So this movie is set in no. like 2050 or something? I think it's set in 1996. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> it also has uh, James Caan and uh, the, the, the painter from Murphy Brown. The, oh. And oh. Uh, Vanessa Williams. Hmm. It's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Also, Arnold jumps out of a plane and then gets into a gunfight with the plane that he jumped out of. What? What? No. What? What? <laughs> I smell a future Patreon episode. Yeah, possibly. It, it it sounds like it's as dumb as one of the later Die Hard movies. <laughs> oh, it's it sounds way amazing. Anyway, oh, so man. yeah, hamburger railgun. And it, amazingly, <laughs> it works. And, you know, nobody gets a hamburger fired through their torso or anything. Well, until. Yes, until Mayor Lusky decides, well, why don't they just cram an entire can of this magic meat in there? And Even though Frankie, Frankie says. Tells it, him it, that's it, too much. It's not meant to handle meat. It's not meant to handle meat of that magnitude, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> and so. He fires a giant flaming meat missile into this blimp, which goes full Hindenburg. Oh, the meat manatee. All so that he can make a Hindenburger pun. Yes. (laughs) This this entire, like, five-minute chunk of the episode is for a Hindenburger pun. That's commitment to stupid. Ah. It is amazing. So Danny and Blades have to rescue the poor guy who is up there slinging burgers in the blimp. Yes. Oh my! Oh my! My life's work. Never should have invested in a food blimp. <laughs> Someone save John Leguizamo. He's in the back. <laughs> no. uh, so and it's uh, it's Graham and Boulder who save uh, who save the mayor, and so. In, uh, in in gratitude, he gets some meat, a nice case of Christmas meat. Mmm, <laughs> uh. meat. So yeah, no nobody's interested in this photo. Again, somebody suggests that it's Mr. Talbot. Which how hairy is this guy? The two people totally unprompted say, "Oh, it's so like a hairy beast in the woods." Must be this guy we know. I mean, until we actually see him. I have an uncle who's like that. <laughs> Definitely needs to do some manscaping. I also like that this guy. This guy's occupation is lifeguard because when we see him, he literally looks like a caveman. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. <laughs> unfrozen I... caveman lawyer is the only job he can get. He can be unfrozen caveman lifeguard. He, he's no David Hasselhoff, that's for sure. No. no, he's like if Hasselhoff's hair on his head covered his entire body. <laughs> Also, I kind of feel like if you're going to have that much hair, that much body hair, like a job that requires you to be adept at swimming is maybe not the best occupation. Maybe it's hydrodynamic. He's like an otter. <laughs> like the, the, the I don't animal know, he otter, a little not more the, like a bear. Yeah, I was about to say the, the, the actual animal. Or, uh, you know, like a polar bear swim. Yeah. yeah. Human he, he, hair is just tends to be curlier, so it does tend to have drag. Like, uh, it's a thing. Anyway, so uh, so you know, we we cut away from the scene. We see one of these cans of magic meat, 
And the, uh, the label peels off one of the cans, revealing a second label, which has, like, a an atom on it. And pro tip, never eat anything from a can with an atom on it. <laughs> no. This feels like... I guess I could I could say this later when we sum up the episode, but this feels like a a side quest from Fallout Four. <laughs> <laughs> Having old tin cans with atom labels on them absolutely is like a thing on a sh- you'd find on a shelf or be sold by some random vendor who's just walking around with his mutated cow. So, that night, Cody and the bots, they're going monster hunting. Uh, Before they head out, Boulder, you know, he he needs a little guidance from his pal Graham, who's up late doing his uh, homework and eating some potted meat. And, you know, are, are are things that look scary necessarily scary? Because, you know, you know, people fear what they don't understand, like, uh, you know, my quantum mechanics homework or the ingredients of this meat that I'm eating. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're, they're looking for him. Uh, Boulder dubs it Ridgy. Yes. Well, you need a cute marketable I, name for your monster. Oh, sure. For tourists. I do appreciate that Boulder is willing to give this creature all of the benefit of the doubt. and But Cody, man, Cody needs to... Watch some more movies in which the monster is actually a sad, misunderstood creature. Because man, just being like, no, it's a monster, so it's bad. He's it's not Van cool, Helsing. Man. Yeah, it's clearly, not cool. clearly, Harry and the Hendersons was banned from this family. <laughs> they just haven't gotten to that yet. They'll they'll get to that movie. Get out of here, Richie! We don't need you anymore. Yeah, they they had it. It is, a, it is attacking the uh, the Griffin Rock Cannery. What? I this is cannery. The, uh, maybe they're canning like fish or I mean I guess we know yeah, there are fishermen there, and I guess uh, do the do you, do you can lobster at any point uh, or, or clams? I, I guess you can clams. clams or something. Various kinds of fish. Maybe they uh, no tuna is not really tuna. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so yeah, there, there's a big fight with this. When we get a full view of this monster, it's a big, snarling, hairy beast, and it appears to be wearing a toupee. Yeah, very clearly. I'm pretty wearing sure a toupee. at some. I'm pretty sure at some point in Fallout Four, I went into a cannery. <laughs> Just saying. So he's specifically looking for rusted ass cans of this same product. That or Billy beer. <laughs> okay, I gotta get some Pepsi AM in here. Ooh, it's I new have, Coke. Oh, new Coke. Oh. No, no. Crystal mm, Pepsi. New Coke. Well, is Crystal Pepsi coming back, or did it already? I, can't I think it came back. Yeah. Oh man, it's a tab. <laughs> oh, tab. No, it's that uh, that surge. Like the worst Bring back uh, surge. Surge isn't that still available somewhere in Europe or something? Or uh, Sprite Ice, the mint flavored Sprite that nobody else liked but me. What? Mint flavored. Aww, I, never I heard hate of it that. when that happens. I it might have only been available in Canada. Aww. Sprite doesn't isn't great to begin with, but maybe with mint flavor that might be good. Oh, oh, I, I, I like a nice Sprite. That is my go to movie drink. And yeah, no, give me root I fi- beer. Always I find that it's better from the fountain than in the can. Eh, well, yeah. yeah. 
I, I like Sprite at fast food places when I feel like I have already had quite enough caffeine for the day. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so they end up knocking the whole building down and smashing uh, Cody's camera. Aww. It's very sad looking. It's all busted. Oh. Hmm. Parker, get me pictures of the main ridge monster. <laughs> So they they head back, but they do find a clue, uh, a a nast a nasty piece of uh, of wet hair. Yes, <laughs> it's monster hair. So Cody takes that and he's like, "Look, I have proof. This monster and, hair." Yeah, and Danny's all, uh, "No, this is clearly like doll hair." No, it's synthetic. <laughs> this isn't Look at even the tag. synthetic, or this isn't even organic. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so, it, and you know, obviously the chief is also not happy that he's sneaking out at night looking for monsters. Yeah, I mean, how old even is he? Not old enough to be sneaking out at night looking for monsters. No. And also Graham is there, and he's just eating more of this meat. Yeah, distur- like, something about <laughs> the way just he just keeps, it in his face. keeps eating it with a spoon from a can, with the lid still just peeled back. Oh, Disgusting There's some to me. on his face, and he's just looking kind of generally disheveled. Uh, he gross. looks like a hobo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's, he does kind of have hobo thing going on. So, yeah. So now they've all got to go for action because somebody has broken into the mayor's place. Specifically, oh, no. uh, his, uh, his secret stash of magic meat. <laughs> And they look at Graham and like, you better have an alibi, buddy. <laughs> and notably, the mayor calls him and he's wearing a hat. Yes. 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 And he's also very insistent that they find whoever took this meat and put him in the stocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Put them in the old town stocks, which don't exist They're anymore. Like... Yeah, and the, they tell him we uh... don't have stocks anymore. But hey, there's a clue and it is a trail of these empty cans. Dun dun dun! So as they leave, the team just yells after them. The stocks, chief. The stocks. <laughs> and you know, Chase is explaining that you know most legendary creatures aren't real. You know, the the Loch Ness monster, the Yeti, Prince Charming. There is no hard evidence that they exist. But of course, Cl- Chase has a good point. But of course, Blades. He's they're all real. He's seen them all in movies. <laughs> yeah, cartoons are real. <laughs> You know, Danny explained, you know, that those are like special effects. And even the chief is all, you know, you know, you I know you saw a monster in that cannery, but it could have been a bear, could have been a person in a costume. Although if the town has somebody who's raiding uh the cannery in a gorilla costume, that's probably also a problem. Yeah, maybe the druids are getting more creative with their outfits. Could somebody could be doing like a midsummer? Oh no, no. Um, uh, David, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was oh, just okay. Good. Looking, no, no, no. I was looking. Up no, 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 no. I was just worried that you dropped out. No, 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 no. I was. Or Michael Shannon could be wandering around in a monkey yeah, costume. Yeah, that was that was my that, was, that is our worst case scenario. It could be Michael Shannon pulling apart as well. <laughs> yeah. No. And you don't want to get on Michael Shannon's bad side because he'll just look at him. He'll tear you apart. You get on, you get on my bad side. It's time for the urn. Or maybe it's Ron Perlman filming a movie. You never know. 
so, uh, so yeah, they they follow this trail, and it takes them right back to the firehouse. <gasps> and they look at the security camera footage, and indeed, it's the camera being smashed by the monster. Oh no! Look, there's the monster. There's your proof. So they're before anybody can put everything together, uh, it pretty much solves itself because they watch Graham straight up turn into a monster. <laughs> And then run off. Yeah. It it burst out of his clothes, including his pants, which is not a normal thing with monsters. I mean, I I guess it's easier to to, to hide these Sasquatches because Sasquatches don't usually wear pants, but that he goes fully nude? It's a little Yeah, I thought he would have, like, a pair of, like, werewolf by night torn slacks. Yeah. Nope. But no, he is uh, is free-balling it. Uh Uh-huh. Or, or free, you know, what, whatever a main ridge monster has. Well, he, uh, presumably he's still a mammal. Yeah, presumably yes. he's still a mammal. And, and lots and lots of it's hair. just got somewhat more internal genitalia. <laughs> like a cat. And, and Blade's, well, Blade says, wow, if that was CGI, it was very well done. <laughs> <laughs> Almost there. He's almost, he almost understands. Not quite. Almost understanding, you know, they, they all set out to find out what's going on and, you know, Cody asks where he and his dad are going to chase and Chase says, clearly we're going to, uh, to file for, uh, Graham's animal license. (laughs) Yes. But no, it, uh, what, what they are going for is, uh, they go to see Doc Green, but meanwhile, Huxley Prescott is indeed on full-on monster watch. Yes! He's, he's got his show with 24-7 coverage. And people are already setting up uh, a monster trap baited with ham. Mm. Speaking, well, of Return, work. speaking of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, dangle me. Uh, so, but hey, Doc Green knows exactly what this stuff is. It is foo-foo, which is Great. short for, it is short for forever food. Ew. Yay! Because it never spoils. That's right. It never spoils, you probably know, because there's no actual food in it. No. Maybe they should have used more honey, because you know, honey never spoils. That's true. Right. Now, there were There were a few problems with it. One, it didn't actually taste very good. Two, it actually was highly addictive. Uh, as, as Doc Green says, it sells itself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh, three, uh, it also was known to cause slight monsterism. Yes, in the absence of UV radiation, it causes you to turn into a monster. Yes. And he's got That's a very like, nice little diagram. <laughs> I, I, I would think, like, the stuff would be on the list of required viewing of dangers that could happen on this island along with the blob. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this, this, so this stuff, well, I guess, was invented when uh, Doc Green was, like, a junior scientist. And so a bunch of it did indeed go to the Best Left Forgotten Shelf, but I guess some of it was, like, buried at the mayor, or was in this bunker on the mayor's property. Yeah. And Which, more of it was... When they, when they went to, to look into uh, the mayor's report of, of theft, it was like they had to go down into an underground storage area. Yeah, so, into, into his yeah. doomsday bunker. <laughs> he just accidentally dug down and hit this 
bunker that they had been storing best left forgotten things in. So good yeah, job. Yeah, we don't we don't quite get the origin of how he decided to sell this, but I guess he just found it and thought, hey, I can make a buck off this. He probably found it, was going like tried eating some of it himself and was like, This is amazing. I should try to sell it. Also I'm gonna keep eating a bunch of it because it's highly <laughs> addictive. <laughs> Oh, and yeah, I guess opportunity. Some, I guess some, they just left at the cannery. You like, know, if I came across a mysterious tin can that had an atom symbol on it, I would not eat that. I think it's the atom symbol that made this whole thing click as fallout <laughs> for me. Well, it also uh, found in a bunker. Yes. Found in a bunker. This, it it does really seem like you would run into some NPC who has like some thing that they like. They found this meat and they want you to bring them some more of it, and then like it becomes this whole quest line subplot about like turning into a monster, and maybe if you eat a bunch of it, you can turn into a monster. Like how you can accidentally end up becoming a werewolf in Skyrim. If you make friends with the wrong people. I mean, I guess you can tell them you don't want to be a werewolf, but then you've gone through all this trouble of making friends with them. Hello, listeners. This is David from the future. Uh, something that hasn't happened in a while happened with this recording, and I don't know how or why. But uh, my audio just stops at some point around here. I don't know how, I don't know why, but it's gone. Uh, My co-host audio is fine, so uh, I'll just nip it down so it doesn't look like I'm missing, I guess. But um, what's going to be interesting as I edit, and as you listen to the rest of the episode, uh, have fun, and goodbye. For now! Damn you, past David! You have brought a curse upon future David. Oh, you know, they're like the sharks and the jets. They're going to have, like, a monster rumble. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, uh, they head to the Hall of Inspiration to find the last uh, cans of this stuff. However, unfortunately, they uh, not only is one of the monsters approaching from... The, well, not only is uh, Graham approaching from the north, but there's another monster approaching from the south. I figure that there are two <gasps> monsters, and pretty clearly deduct that the other one is the mayor. Yes. What with the toupee Which you and tell also from his toupee earlier in the episode. I love that toupee. Well, the monster. Well, he's kind of got the when he's a monster, he's got like the long hair, but he's also bald, so he's kind of got the Hulk Hogan look. Yes. Whereas Graham, as a monster, has like a more normal head of hair going yes. on. So they get there. The monsters get there. They have to. F- the monsters start fighting each other over the food, and it's a real problem because they decided to store this stuff next to the nitroglycerin. <laughs> Good job. Good job. I mean, it, given the design, it's probably like super nitroglycerin. <laughs> Look, there's just a lot of poorly stored hazardous materials on this island. It's got. I feel like. Maybe not necessarily Doc Green, but s- some of Doc Green's predecessors, like, did a lot of petitioning for lax uh, 
regulations on these things. Yeah. And and so, yeah, there's basically no regulations on storing any of this stuff. And, uh, you know, so everybody is ready to just mess up these monsters. But uh, Boulder's all, no, 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 I, he's, he's still in there. I can reach him. Heat Wave is totally just going to, oh, yeah, like, no, pound okay. them both into the dirt. Yep. Like a jerk. <laughs> Listen, you're monsters. You beat them up. That's what, what you do. That's what they're for. Ah. But no, Graham does... He does calm down up to the point where uh, Lusky goes nuts again. Uh, knocks Boulder into the shell full of explosives, but it is Graham who saves everybody. Yeah. I mean, this is a show that does not normally have monsters in it, so it's. I'm just grateful for the amount of monsters we got. Yes. And it normally doesn't turn existing characters into monsters. No, this is this is really out there for a Rescue Bots episode. Yeah. Greg Weissman is bringing some exciting new ideas to the table. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think Graham at any point gets a love interest. Aww. So, yeah, the next morning they are back to normal, but they still need to, uh, process that, uh, the, uh, the, the, the meat, was the magic meat out of their systems. But Doc Green, hey, he's yes. got a cure. And that is green vegetables. Bro- raw broccoli, Yum. spinach, and kale. Now, the question Delicious. is, are those actually the cure, or do you just need a lot of fiber so you can poop it out? Uh, maybe just a, May just be a nice way of saying you need lots of fiber so you can poop it out. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Something, something antioxidants. Yeah, you're, listen, kids, you're going to be lucky if you have any bones left after you finish this off. (laughs) I'm I'm reminded of that uh, Futurama episode with uh, Hermes' uh, famous jerk prunes. Which the, they refer to as Caribbean Drano. <laughs> that, that's the one where, uh, like, Fry's infested with the intelligent parasites. Yes, that's... Yes. As someone who has dealt with a history of gastrointer- or gastrointestinal issues, I am very familiar with that episode, and it is dear to my heart. <laughs> and yeah, the... And yeah, well, Good news! It's a suppository. <laughs> I can't swallow that. Good news! It's a suppository. Oh. So yeah, uh, the pretty sure uh, they use that in like the the Comedy Central like commercial <laughs> spots for it. <laughs> I can't swallow that. Yeah. So so blades. You know, even though it turned out that there was only kind of a real monster. Uh, you know, Blade's still convinced that there are more uh, late movie creepazoids out there. And, and Danny bans him from watching late night TV. And he's a but there are other things, but it's horror movies, infomercials. I can just see no, Blades being fascinated infomercials. by infomercials. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they have to just. They have to just not allow him to have money. He sees a guy spill like a bowl of chips all over himself. Well, that happens to me all the time. (laughs) I 
love those. I love how unreasonably klutzy everyone is. In my, my entire life is a thanks Obama gif. <laughs> but now Cody, you know, Cody says, you know, I, you know, I still believe that Ridgie is out there and cut to the forest where something lurks. And that's the episode. Well, and that's also exactly how uh, that movie Potter's Villains. It's like, hey, you don't think there's a real Sasquatch out there, do you? Sasquatch Howl. (laughs) So, yeah, this episode went some weird places, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and like I said, it, it felt a lot like a like a Fallout 4 side quest plotline, but I like I spent significant portions of my life playing Fallout 4, so that's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> oh, wait, now I remember why it, th- there was an issue. Um in the middle of the episode, there was a rather large um, millipede or centipede or some creepy crawly thing that, that appeared, and uh, I, I, I had to destroy it and kill it, and um, I guess I must have unplugged the microphone at that point. Yeah. Um, back to the episode. Millipede oh, or centipede? No. That okay. never happens to me, which is great because you're the one who's afraid of them so I would just be like oh hey strangely millipedes don't bother me centipedes bother me (laughs) yeah exactly I'm not afraid of the millipedes they they just eat leaf litter (laughs) I was camping last weekend I met a wide and exciting variety of bugs (laughs) So yeah, this episode was indeed uh, a hoot and a half. Yeah. Uh, so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. You probably think this Toku episode <laughs> is about you, don't you? <laughs> don't you? They're done redoing uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, right. Uh, my little Tokusatsu catch-up. Uh, this week on Gossi Sentai, The Ranger! Don't be vain! This is going to be a Cliff's Notes version. Just read him out. Magic Mirror Monster from Space. Green works in a pet shop. He has nightmares of a peacock. The the Mirror Monster has a tongue that comes out and eats people. Oh, its name is uh, Mirror Master Makeup. It beats up an ancient martial artist. Peacock Buddha? Lady? Whatever. Uh, the Mirror throws up a man it eats because it doesn't like men. It's like, dude, Mirror, dude, men have been obsessed with their appearance for eight ages since ancient times. Anyway, uh, the mirror monster explodes mirrors all over town. Green and the mirror get into a green fog illusion fight. But uh, as the mirror breaks, the, uh, Lady Peacock comes out from inside the monster who's been in there for 6,000 years. Wait, what? She's there. I guess she's on the hero's side. Oh, and there was a giant robot fight. The end. I guess you have to go back to the standards every so often. Alright, so that is it for this episode. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Rescue Bots. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. 
We are hosted by IaconUnderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help with it. We are set up by me in my spare time. Uh, we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. Oh, do we, we don't know what we're going to do for June yet, but it's going to be something fun. Yes. Mm, yeah, maybe okay. something short, maybe. But, but Dune. The extended cut of Dune. Time to dig into the Disney Plus reject bin. That's fair. I... Okay, although, do remember that the last time we did something shorter, it was Avengers United They Stand. Uh, Guys. Guys, guys. More Inhumanoids. (laughs) (laughs) Gag oil. (laughs) I bought, uh, it's sitting on my pile of loot, uh, but Big Bad Toy Store had volume two, volume two of the toys that time forgot, uh, which is the one that has the Inhumanoids chapter on all the unproduced Ooh. stuff that they spent several episodes trying to sell you, like gag oil <sighs> and saber jet and tank. <laughs> so very excited about that, but, uh. Yes, I've become insufferable about Inhumanoids. It's great. It's a great way to be. None at any of the flea markets I've been to, and it's heartbreaking. As a as a very sad, brief side story, uh, I went out flea marketing after that camping trip last weekend, uh, and flea markets tend to wrap up early, which is why I like to go to them after camping, because that's the only way to get my ass out of bed before 11 a.m. I am a second shift person. Uh, and there's one that I went to and I headed about th- between three and three thirty, and I found this booth that was like a section of another person's big room. I get the feeling it was like the kid of the people who ran the the rest of the room, but by kid I mean person our age. Uh because the the guy oh. who I encountered that was running the rest of the room was like probably in his seventies. Uh but mm. it was all of, it was everything from 12 inch Joes up to like carded spawn stuff and like all that weird indie comic stuff that was coming out through direct market in the 90s. But the guy had gone home for the day, so it was all like closed off. <laughs> I couldn't get over it. and and uh. he had just like Tupper like. Those sliding drawer, plastic drawer bins that you could get, and I could see the backs of them and see them just having, like, all these He-Man figures and stuff. And that poor 70-year-old man was not going to know what I was talking about if I said, do you have any Inhumanoids back there? Because he was sitting there babysitting (laughs) this pile of G.I. Joe vehicles for some guy who had said he was going to go to the ATM. Uh, half an hour previously. Uh, to be fair, that guy might have decided it was worth it to drive all the way back to Front Royal for 15 minutes and go to his own bank's ATM, because the one on site probably wanted, like, $10. But anyway, the point is, the one spot that I found that looked like it absolutely was going to have possibly something I was actually looking for, and it was just, I couldn't get in it. I couldn't get to it. It was heartbreaking. Gotta go back there sometime. So anyway, in humanoids, I'm always pushing for, but maybe not as much of a exciting, refreshing summer thing. Uh, but we'll get something fun sorted out. We'll come up with something cool. Maybe Modoc. 
All right. So please join us next week when we uh, when we explore what lies below, which is not the ghost movie with Harrison Ford and Aww. Michelle Pfeiffer. Alas. But speaking of Return of the Jedi, it does have a very special guest. Ooh. So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm the ghost of Christmas future. Ooh, I'm David. Play with kitties. So many kitties. So many kitties. Someday I'll have a kitten. Someday. I can't. Well, not for long. You won't. Well, no. (laughs) Well, first I have to let at least two cats age out because four is too many. Yeah, that's kind of where I am right now is there's only about a four or five year spread on my current batch, so I just imagine in ten years it's going to be an unending nightmare of geriatric vet bills. So, yeah. Well, I don't know, though. These This batch is super pretty. They're so pretty. They're so pretty. And they're so sweet. I don't know how kittens who were living under a shed are this friendly. I mean, the person who had the property was feeding them but they weren't like mm. handling them a lot so anyway my kids. cats are weird i mean i think they were i think a they're probably not old enough to understand to be afraid of things mm. uh but also you know they probably at least associated people with getting food even if they weren't being grabbed so anyway they're good babies they're excellent babies they're surprisingly healthy. Well, that's 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 important. Yes, they they don't seem to have come uh, pre-equipped with any particular parasites. One of them might have worms, but I mm. gave them deworming stuff already. Okay. So we'll get through that. All, all right, right, I am all set to do an actual episode and stop talking about kittens, <laughs> so I can play with kittens. Listen, I'm sure people oh, tune so in partly for the transformer stuff, but also partly for kitten updates. I, maybe next time we record, things will be stable enough here that I'll be able to record in the room with the kittens running around so you can maybe hear some kittens in the background. All right.